0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Spirit School. I am so excited to be here for another episode where I'm going to be talking a bit about a philosophy that the world of spirit gifted me three, was it, maybe three rounds ago for the initiation. I think it was probably this summer 2021 or winter 2021 cohort. So I run the initiation twice. It's happening right now, so I won't be running it again probably till February 2023, but I do run it twice a year. And it's structured in a way that really I love and it changes. The structure changes every single time we run it. But I remember preparing for the closing call a couple rounds ago. And I remember the world of spirit coming through so strong and saying, you need to remind them that we respond to their declarations. And so much of this work is actually a declaration. And I did talk about it and it was very much felt, I would say that it would be powerful. You know, when I am speaking, when I'm talking and I'm sharing my truth, when I'm sharing my experiences, so many of you thank me for my vulnerability. And to me, if you n- were able to experience what I get to experience when I'm like sharing from my heart, and I know that there must be other inspired speakers who feel much the same. But it feels even more powerful to me than when I'm in a mediumship link and channeling the world of spirit. There's just something about my spirit waking up when I speak about certain things. And even in different mentorship sessions and classes I have, I can feel my energy expand and I can feel excited. I feel elated. I feel like I don't feel any tension or dis-ease in my body. I feel shivers all over. I feel lightheaded. The physical sensations and the emotional sensations that I get to experience every time I teach, every time I record a podcast, it's such a beautiful feeling that I hope everyone in their lives gets to experience it at some point. Because I remember when I first opened up to the mediumship path, and I first started feeling these sensations, and I remember messaging my mentor at the time because I would be driving in my car to work, and I would just be so overwhelmed with this sensation of excitement and elation and joy. And I never experienced in my life before I was 31 years old. I remember my mentor saying to me, That's your spirit waking up. And that really resonated with me. You know, I think we have to be really discerning about teachings, even as you're listening to my teachings, like being discerning about like what feels good for you and what makes sense for you. And like leaving the rest behind, if you will. But that made a lot of sense for me. And I can definitely feel my spirit like lifting and raising and expanding every time I speak something that I feel like my soul and my spirit really needs to speak. And I also feel sometimes that it's a blend of my spirit helpers on the other side. Also, I can be more aware of them and their presence in my life when I'm doing inspired speaking and I'm teaching. And I could feel very much supported by them, and I'll share a story about that later on in this episode that happened just yesterday, actually. So I will give you some lived experience around that philosophy, but I remember preparing for this class in the initiation and saying to everybody, spirit responds to your declarations. And I immediately thought of the years that I spent in sheer agony trying to analyze and discern and be logical and spiritual and like getting readings and pulling out the pendulum and using my body as a pendulum and meditating and pulling cards and looking for the signiest and signier of signs that I was meant to do this work, that I was meant to take the leap and leave my career to do this full time because I just loved it so much. And I just don't get this feeling anywhere else in my world, guys. I don't. I wish I could say like, mothering does this for me and being a wife does this for me. And like going on trips does this for me. Nothing does this for me. Like the work I get to do. I remember thinking all those years ago, I'm like, there are people who will go their entire lives without feeling this feeling. I know that because I went 31 years without feeling anything even remotely to it. I want more people to experience this feeling. And I want to say too that it does happen more consistently, I promise you, as you continue along your journey, it happens more and more and more and more as you open up and you let down your walls and you let down your guard and you stop thinking so much and you allow things to start happening for you more than trying to control them. And this is where the philosophy comes in around spirit responding to our declaration I remember one time having a really clear conversation with Skylar. And not every conversation I have with Skylar is incredibly clear. Most of the time, it is a one-way conversation. And every once in a while, I will be gifted an experience where I will feel, sense, know, or hear a response from him. And I remember being in a kind of meditative state and communicating with Skylar. You know, at this point, I'm really bored in my journal because I've been writing the same things for all this time. And I remember Skylar saying to me, you choose. You'll do well anywhere. Do you want to stay at work? Do you want to do this full time? We'll adjust accordingly. And I remember being overwhelmed with that permission slip by spear. I remember thinking, really, like, You would be perfectly okay if I stayed in my day job and like sat at this desk every day. And I remember just feeling a response like, yeah, you can serve us there too. And now I'm years later and I have like amazing clients with incredibly diverse backgrounds, you know, in the former education space and the government space and social justice spaces. I have incredible clients from all over and I become more and more aware of how important it is to have light workers in all areas of society because we need more light. You know, I had this incredible, I did a trade with one of my students yesterday because the work she does is just so cool. <laughs> and she does these intuitive collages, digital collages, and they are breathtaking. And I said, how do I get one? I will trade you a mentorship session for one of these. And I remember her saying how she uses AI and how she feels that artificial intelligence needs our light. And man, that moved me. And I'm like, you're right. There's nobody looking at putting policies around the advancements of artificial intelligence. And so it's the Wild West. And we know through history and the cycles of our society that it will take something really drastic and horrible to happen before people feel moved enough to make changes. And I'm sick of living like that we can look at history. We can look at cycles and say, you know what? We can look at the movie iRobot. I'm like, you're literally making AI I look like iRobot. <laughs> like, do we learn nothing? So I agreed with her and I said, thank you for saying that because I believe more and more and more and more that we need people at all levels of our society connecting in with their light and being aware of their light and being willing to gift their light. So I do believe I would have continued to have served the world of spirit through my corporate job, but I'm really happy that I was able to take the leap and tell the world of spirit, this is what I'm doing. And, you know, you've heard this story before if you're a longtime listener, but it bears repeating because of the topic, but I quit my job on January 17th. I left my corporate job on February 17th. I gave a month notice, though I took that whole month off. (laughs) I used up all my vacation time. I gave my month notice. I remember starting in December, December 10th was the day I became dead set. I'm like, we are doing this. And I incorporated my business on December 17th, a week later. And I incorporated and I started making the intentional steps towards doing this work full time. And I remember at that time, if for the first time in my entire career, nobody was booking readings. And I have always booked readings since the day I opened up my doors in 2017, and I had been developing for years before that. So do not be fooled. I did not take a class and then put up a website and had people come. I was three and a half years into my journey by the time I started serving the public. So I knew what I was doing. I had enough experience. I felt like I worked with enough variety of people to be able to manage my energy amongst all walks of life. And I still do believe that, though some people do trigger me, I have to say. But I definitely felt that, you know, I was being tested a little bit. And sometimes I hate thinking that spirit does that to us. And I'm still kind of up in the air if that's actually how it works. But I remember finding my resolve in that experience. I went seven weeks with no bookings on my docket. And up until this point, I had been trying to convince myself that if I get three or four months of advanced bookings. I know that I'll be safe enough to go full-time. And that's not what happened. The opposite happened. It was crickets. And I remember telling the world of spirit with such conviction, I'm doing it anyways. I'm not scared. I'm doing this anyways. I can feel this in my soul that this is what I'm meant to do and I'm doing it anyways. And then it was like the second I gave my notice, it's like the whole world was waiting for me to go full-time and I booked out four months. Not only four months of readings, but people from around the world started emailing me out of nowhere. My podcast had already been established for over two years at this time. Out of nowhere, people from Colorado and California and Maine started reaching out to me saying, do you do mentorship online? I'm like, let's give it a go. Let's try it. And then the rest is history. Spirit School happened. But I was declaring to the world of spirit. I wasn't asking for permission anymore. I wasn't asking for validation. I wasn't asking for them to comfort me in what I felt like I needed to do. I came to a point where I said, no, this is what we're doing. And the world of spirit adjusted accordingly. And I... Didn't put that together until this very moment. I had no intention of sharing that experience, but this is how channeling works kind of, right? Where it's just like, okay, that makes sense. It totally is an alignment. But in the mediumship sphere, when I end the initiation and we still have quite a bit of time left in the initiation, I think we're only about 60% done and I will end the call with this and they're going to get a sneak preview from this podcast episode if they listen. A lot of it is a declaration, It's you telling spirit what you need and it's you telling spirit where you desire to go and they move and shift accordingly. But can you feel the difference between this, right? Can you see where maybe in your path you have sat back maybe a little bit too much, maybe given a little bit too much power away, maybe relied too much on external signs to validate your inner truth and how confusing that may have felt? Or that even may feel if this is something you're still kind of going through. And then looking at times where you just feel so convinced and just so convicted in what you want to do. And you just say, this is where I'm going and this is what I'm doing. And then things just kind of work out, right? So another example where this has come up for me is in my sessions. I remember learning about the Clairs and trying to understand mine because I was studying under clairvoyant and clairvoyance comes so clearly to me now. But if you're a long time listener and if you've taken my language of spirit course, you will know it's the ability that really was the trickiest for me moving forward. And I remember being so comfortable in my clairsentience, even though I've been disconnected from my body my whole life through trauma. And different experiences I had growing up and not trusting my body and not having a relationship with it in any way. And it was interesting for me that the sentience was the most natural for me and it was the one that I felt the most comfortable in. But there came times where being a mom of two young children and having a bit of a rocky marriage there for a little while... That I was already feeling so much. It was so hard to go into readings in that sentient experience because I was depleted. I didn't have all that energy and that life force within me to be able to give extra to other people. So I remember starting some of my readings and I just intuitively knew to do this. I would just tell the world of Spirit, you know what Spirit, I'm not feeling too hot today in my sentience. Do you think that you can give me some clear audience today? Can you just speak to me? Or even the claircognizance, can you just pop in some knowings and I will lean into them. And lo and behold, when I reflect on those readings, they completely respond to what I asked. And I will look back and be like, yeah, I did hear that. And yeah, I did know that. And I didn't leave this reading feeling taxed in any way. I still do prefer my clairsentience, by the way. It's the most evidential for me inside because I can feel it. It's very tangible. And if you are someone who is more skeptical about your own abilities, I think for me, it's just been something that makes me feel the most comfortable relaying information that I feel. So I can very clearly feel when things come in a very different way. And I almost like, wow, you listen. And I remember last December doing a reading. I don't know why I remember something so clearly and other things so not. But I remember last year, December 10th, again, doing a reading for this beautiful woman who did end up doing the initiation. And I remember a few days before you know, being a bit hard on myself and telling Spirit like, oh, I don't get this and I don't get this and I don't get this and kind of getting in that naysayer attitude and really forgetting myself and forgetting, you know, all the things I do get and the things I do specialize in and just being so aware of my deficit. And I remember telling Spirit, I was like, I want exact dates. I don't want months. I want months and days. Like kind of having like a little bit of a tantrum, to be honest with you. And I remember going into that reading, and this might sound so small and insignificant and only other readers will know what this feeling's like, but I remember going in this reading and saying 3-3, and I was like, there has to be something about the third of a month or the third month. And she was like, yeah, his birthday's March 3rd, <laughs> which was 3-3. Three, three. And like, it literally came through and I just had to smirk. I'm just like, wow. I'm like, another example of the world of spirit responding to my declaration, look, This is where I'm going. This is what I want. I'm doing it. Come on with me. And so I've seen, and these are just like little examples, but this stuff happens all the time to me. And just last week in our initiation class, we do five or six classes through the journey. And I remember somebody who is brand new to mediumship saying that, you know, I told my spirit guides that I wanted to get this in my reading and the next reading, it happened. And I'm like, thank you, because this also helps me build my confidence. I learned so much from you guys too, by the way. I really, really do. Because it's validating to me. Because as mediums, we can only teach you either what we have been taught or what we have personally experienced. Now, I personally prefer to teach from my experiences. And if I'm ever teaching something that I learned from someone else, I will always give full credit on where it came from so that people know that it's not all just me. That's like this all-knowing being. It's like, you no, know, I heard this from other teachers and you know, I wanna be sure to pass on their teachings as well. And I think it's just good energy and I think it's you know, giving. And there's not enough of that that happens in this space without a doubt. But it was validating for me to hear that somebody else shared a very similar experience, and it helps build my confidence. I wanna fast forward to a story that's very touching to my soul. I was taught by my first teacher to not share such spiritual experiences, I don't know why. I never got a reason why. It was just like, this is sacred. You don't share this. And I know even in my Indigenous culture, there are communities and there are lots of communities that don't want their teaching shared outside of their knowledge keepers and the people who are within the community. So I get that too, and I'm always very mindful of that, but I really think I'm here to share things with the world. I think that I have proven that my way of sharing myself with the world really lands for a lot of people. So I'm going to continue to share all the experiences that I have and just trust that by way of doing it in that way, someone out there will be touched. Somebody out there will feel seen and feel like a resonance with what I'm saying. So a couple weeks ago, (laughs) it was actually just a couple weeks ago. I'm recording this on October 7th. By the way, if you want some time frames, I don't know if this is going to post next week or the week after. I'll let Andrea Concrete and Crystals decide that. She's my boss. She's helping me out with all this. But I remember a couple weeks ago, kind of having this moment where I felt like really successful. And I don't feel like that a lot. Like, I don't think about it, to be honest with you. It's not something I ruminate on. It's not like I'm successful or I'm not successful. I just don't think about it. I'm always pleasantly surprised because I don't have any expectations around this business. And I'm always pleasantly surprised because of that. I'm like, wow, wow. Wow, I always think of Taylor Swift actually, because people used to criticize her for being so surprised with every award. And she would win like five a night. And people would like question her authenticity around that. And I'm like, no, I totally get that feeling where it's like, wow, like you actually jive with what I'm saying. And like, wow, you actually want to join my course. And wow, you actually want to join my membership. Like it all blows me away every single time. I'm genuinely surprised. And I remember having a moment where, you know, at the current moment right now, as I look around my space, I literally have two inches between my chair and my bed that I sleep in. And I love my bedroom. I had it professionally designed because it's the background to all my classes. And I used to do YouTube. I should probably get back on YouTube, but I just, I don't. I love podcasting, to be honest with you. But, you know, I'm like, look what you've created, Danielle, from like the side of your bed. Like you pretty much live in your bedroom. And I love being home. And that was one of the best things about going full time was like being at home all the time. But I was like, look at what you created from the side of your bed. But then also recognizing through different conversations I've had with my mentors that being alone all the time, and because I only really teach or do sessions two or three hours a day, four days a week, three weeks a month, like I have a lot of spare time. It's not really spare time, though, because I do a lot of back end work and it takes a lot of time to respond to people's comments and emails and DMs and engage like that actually takes more time than any of my teaching or sessions. But I was told by like my therapist and my mentor, like, I think maybe you should socialize a little bit more and like get out a little bit more because sometimes maybe thinking too much and being with yourself too much keeps you like in different spiral thoughts. And I'm like, yeah, I could definitely see that. And I used to be so social and now I'm like not. And I really resist meeting people for breakfast or for teas now and stuff because I've spent so much time alone. <laughs> I kind of feel I kind of feel weird about it. And I'm about to host my first retreat, guys. Like I need to get out there and start being a lot more social. I'm about to hold space for 32 people in person. It's already half sold out, by the way. It's mind blowing. Anyways, moving along. I thought in that moment of celebrating my success there for a second where I was like, God, imagine if I got an office. I think an office would be like really good for me. So that day I started looking at offices. For some reason, I had it in my mind that a commercial space would cost like $10,000 a month. I literally, all these years, all these years, you know, the first time I had this vision was in 2017 and I was going through my development journal two weeks ago. And I promise you this story all ties. So just stay with me because it's really fucking magical. But I remember in 2017, and I have it written in my journal, a vision that I got that I was going to be on the waterfront of Squamish, and it looked like a seawall, like Granville Island, if you've ever been to Granville Island in Vancouver, and that I would have a space called Inspiration Point, and I even wrote that down. I remember at the time knowing there's no actual waterfront in Squamish. Like we were surrounded by water, but it's not built up yet. But there was a plan, a 20-year plan to build up the Squamish waterfront. So I was like, well, it's 20 years away. You know, that feels impossible. But really, guys, like this vision was 10 years ago. So it's almost already been 10 years since this vision. So I kind of knew years ago I would have some sort of commercial space, but I forgot all about it and just assumed I could never afford it. My business expenses are very high because I like to share abundance and I love hiring people and I love making sure that the profits of Spirit School go towards client experience and making sure there's always somebody available to answer things and to, you know, help people and like just making sure that the experience that people have through spirit school is like top notch. And that's where most of the money that I make goes towards is client experience. So having a retail space or having a commercial space just wasn't even on my radar. And so I started mathing some math and I Googled different retail spaces that were in Squamish and there were a few and none of them were super, super ideal. They all needed like a lot of work, but I ended up mathing it. And like some of them were only $2,000 a month. Like I pay $3,000 a month just to be my mastermind. I'm like, you're telling me that a retail space, a commercial space is actually less money than my mastermind payment. Like this is actually doable. So I reached out to a realtor and went and looked at the space. when I was there, I knew him from the motorsports world. And now I'm in the psychic space. And I don't know, I just didn't get the sense I was being treated realistically. And he did say to me, like, you know, they don't want to rent out to anyone other than a dentist. And I was like, well, what am I doing here? And then he said, I'll message you some other options on Monday. Never heard back from him. Still to this day. It's been two weeks now. Never heard back from him put it on my Facebook. Other people were like, oh, I'll help you. And I messaged them and never heard back. So I'm like, okay. And I keep looking at other spaces and I drive by all these spaces that are online, but they're all taken up. And I'm like, come on, like, how does one find a commercial space here in Squamish? And I walked on the seawall. So they started building the seawall a couple of years ago. It's just a small section of it, but these beautiful apartment buildings with these beautiful waterfront office locations that are overlooking the squamish chief. And if you follow me on Instagram, I share this location all the time. A couple days ago, I think it was on Monday, no Tuesday, And right now it's Friday. So on Tuesday, I walked by the space and I put it on Instagram and I said, look at this space, it's empty. I was like, this is the exact space I envision being the first space of Spirit School. And I can't get a single person to like answer my emails. I have no idea how to get something like this, but look how perfect it is. It just has to happen, right? And I still have it saved, this quote. And I had a friend reach out to me the next morning and I hadn't talked to her for a couple of years. And she said, you know, I saw your Instagram story And I see that like realtors just aren't getting back to you. Do you mind if I give my friend who just became a realtor your phone number and she can maybe help you? And I said, yes, I'm willing to take any help right now. So I forget about it. And, you know, no one works harder for you than a realtor who's making their first sale. Let me just tell you that. Please never hesitate to go to a first time realtor or a new realtor because they will work so hard for you. I promise you. So I forgot about it and I went for breakfast, and I go to breakfast every Thursday. So this is yesterday, and I'm working on my computer. And I remember leaning back and telling the world of spirit, you know what? Like, if this is meant to be mine, if I am meant to have spirit school, the physical location, I'm just going to trust that it's going to happen easily for me. And I move on with my day, and an hour later, I get a message from this realtor saying, are you free tomorrow? I want to show you the space at 1.30. And I mean, The space. Okay. She says it's actually coming up for lease and you can go see it before it gets listed. And she gave me the price, and the price was definitely more than my mastermind. But I did tell her I don't care what it costs. This is my space. And it was a lot more than my mastermind, but I can do it. I can make this work. I know I can make it work because I only have a few mastermind payments left too. So I'm going to go see this space here in a couple hours, but I want to tell you something else magical that happened in alignment with this. So on Wednesday, I was teaching a class in the initiation and I was thinking about Mavis Patilla who just passed away in August and I studied under Mavis for years. 2015, I went to a retreat. I went to a bunch of her philosophy classes just to hear her speak spiritual philosophy. She loved to teach. She loved spiritual philosophy. Spiritual philosophy is my favorite thing about development as well. Mavis wouldn't have known my name. She had so many students. I was never a star student. I don't think I really stood out or anything like that. But I did study with her in 2015, 18, 2020, 2021. And she just passed away. And up until Mavis passed away, I would always call Gordon Higginson Ford as an inspirer in my teachings because I always loved listening to his lectures early on in my development. And I loved his charisma and his teaching style and how he was able to connect in with his students. And he was actually a mentor to Mavis. He brought Mavis up and he passed away before I became a medium, well before. But learning about the history of mediumship, I felt very connected to him. So before this class on Wednesday, I spoke to Mavis in heaven and I said, you know, if you are interested in your students and what they're doing, Mavis, I would love if you would inspire me on this class today. And it ended up being one of my favorite classes to teach ever, 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 ever. And that night I was putting my daughter to bed and my daughter's eight years old. She'll be nine next month. And my journey started with her birth. And she'd been sleeping for about five minutes and I was laying next to her in bed if you're a parent, you know, there are some kids who will only sleep if you're next to them. So that's our routine. And She was sucking her thumb and she was twirling her hair. And out of nowhere, she takes her thumb out of her mouth and she says to me, Mom, I know what happens in the seventh level of heaven. You reincarnate. And I was like, what? And I rolled over. I was like, where did you learn that? Because I don't talk about that kind of stuff. I've never taught it. I've never talked about it. I was like, what? And she rolled over and she went back to bed. And I thought about it and then yesterday as the magic was unfolding and when that realtor told me that I can come see the space today I lost it I was I've never felt so much joy and I remember thinking back I was like wow I felt so supported and I started thinking of Mavis again and it hit me like a ton of bricks guys In 2015, I went to a Mavis Patela retreat and I told her, I said, your spiritual philosophy just touches me to my core. Do you mind if I record your philosophy today? And she said, please, I would love it if you would. And I still have this recording in a Google Drive and I went and looked at it yesterday because the speech that I recorded that Mavis spoke was the seven levels of heaven. And I got really emotional with that realization yesterday. Because I felt like maybe all these great mediums of the past that I call upon often in my teachings, Helen Hughes, Gordon Higginson, Janet Nohovic now, Mavis Patilla, like I wonder if they see my intention. I wonder if they see what I'm trying to create. I wonder if they do offer support and I just felt like yesterday was another perfect example of how the declaration that I set to the world of spirit was answered in the most magical of unfolding of ways. And I definitely feel that Mavis may have had her hand in everything that transpired moving on. And yeah, you know, I just think. I'm going to continue to make declarations to the world of spirit and they've provided so much evidence to me that they're listening and that things are moving in response with my desires. And when things don't, there's a reason for that too. And I truly believe that everything comes to us when we're ready for it. And the truth is, I don't think I had the financial intelligence. I don't think I had the healing around my relationship to money. I don't think I had the confidence to be able to say, Spirit School's a thing now. It's going to be a school. The School of International Spiritual Studies. That was the vision a long time ago. Spirit gave me the name Spirit School in 2018. A year after Inspiration Point came through, and I just couldn't get it out of my head. And it was a podcast turned into online ecosystem, Turned into physical school. So, no matter what happens with this location, it will never diminish the magic that I have experienced this week and the synchronicities and the unfoldment of some of the most magic that I've experienced in my life and more proof that spirit does respond to our declarations and that they listen. And so I hope that some of these examples and these stories for you today can inspire you to start making your own declarations and like leaning back into trust a little bit, releasing some control and surrendering into, you know, they are listening and whatever you can hold and whatever you are ready for will come to you. If you are not seeing results from the declarations that you are making, They may be asking you to focus on your development a little bit more or get a little bit more experience under your belt or have a couple more shaky experiences that you have to navigate through before the next ones come in. So keep making your declarations, play with this for yourself and come into Spirit School. We have a free Spirit School community off social media where you can come share some of your experiences around this and look at how many people are on the same path as you. I love you guys. I hope to see you in spirit school online and hopefully eventually, you know, spirit willing, an actual spirit school here in Squamish, British Columbia, Canada. Thank you for listening. I love you all. Have a great week. Did you know that Spirit School is not just a podcast? It's an actual school. If you go to myspiritschool.com, you can invest in self-study courses, live programs, and of course, the Spirit School Collective, my baby, my monthly membership community. All Spirit School offerings are intended to get you feeling clear, confident, and connected to your spiritual path, your development journey, and of course, connected to other spiritual curious souls who are having similar experiences to you. I hope to see you in Spirit School.